Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 133 and this is another one of our creative exercise episodes. And today we are going to be doing some object personification. So Sarah, do you want to give us a little intro into what this activity entails? So this episode we attempted another writing exercise from imagineforest.com and involved taking a random object in the room and then writing a short paragraph from its viewpoint. Instructions were as follows. Pick a random object in your room and write a short paragraph from its point of view. For example, how does your pencil feel? What if your lamp had feelings? So that was the goal (laughs) this time round. Maybe we should go through our initial thoughts before we attempted the exercise and what attracted us to this episode episode to this exercise um, that we're going to do today. Sarah? For sure. So I thought I'd tell a brief story before we get into the story. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into the nitty gritty of this exercise. So we had in fact chosen a different one that involved writing a paragraph or editing one is what we had kind of adjusted it to be and removing all adjectives and adverbs But I got halfway through this exercise and discovered that, number one, we actually write remarkably clean, which I was not aware of. Like I was, I thought there would be heaps of stuff to delete, but there was not. (laughs) And number two was that the adjectives that we did use were mostly necessary for the sentences to make sense. Like if you removed them, then suddenly you were left with like this bare bone sentence that like made no sense whatsoever. So I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> and like, hmm, this isn't working. No. <laughs> and Sarah's series of frustrated texts was hilarious. She's like, I've, I've tried it. Oh, it's not working. I'm going to try another one. Like it's probably because it's too edited. So she like goes to one that's less edited. She's like, nope, it's still not working. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, the piece that I had gone to like the second time it was supposed to be about Christmas and it involved the colors red and green but red and green are adjectives because it was like describing the scene <laughs> so when you removed red and green it took away the entire Christmas fr- feeling and I was like well what's the point in that <laughs> anyways I would say that if you were a wordy writer cutting down on adverbs and adjectives is not a bad thing. However, attempting to remove them completely is a rather frustrating experience (laughs) that I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) So we therefore switched and Ashley came up with today's chosen exercise. I was initially really excited to try it after the failed attempt at the other one. And it sounded a lot more fun, and I felt it was probably something I could do fairly easily and get a lot of enjoyment out of. As to how it turned out, we'll discuss that shortly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What was your experience, (laughs) your initial thoughts? Well, quickly, just a comment on the previous exercise, the failed exercise. I didn't think it sounded so bad, you know, like it actually sounded, I was like, oh, this is going to be really great, you know, cut out adjectives, cut out the adverbs. Like I know I use them. So I thought, 
you know, it would be quite, you know, really helpful. But yeah, then after seeing Sarah's attempt, I was like, mm, I had like maybe all these not. examples of like ones that I'd removed. <laughs> like <laughs> this was it previously. This is it now. It it's like... worse. <laughs> not it's not more um... clear. It's just bad. <laughs> so. Anyway, so I, I did a bit of searching for another exercise that sounded, one, helpful, but two, more enjoyable. And that's where I came across this object personification exercise. And I was like, hey, this sounds like it will be a fun time. And given the frustration Sarah had with the first exercise, I was like, that should be, you know, why not have a bit of fun trying to write from a random object's perspective? And I also thought it might be a bit of a challenge because I was like, I was sitting in my room at the time. I hadn't done the exercise yet. I was like, what would TJ's crib's voice be like? I don't know. I've never considered the voice of a crib. Is he happy about being a crib? And I thought this could be quite interesting. <laughs> so that's kind of how I felt. I thought it could be an interesting challenge that would be a bit of fun. Yes. Uh, and so with that, should we move on to the to our results then, Sarah? For sure. So I guess we'll just read it out and then discuss later how it went. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so here's my paragraph. Just for reference, I chose the chair that I'm currently sitting on. (laughs) (laughs) Tat, tat, tat. The little girl slapped her hands against me. Tat, tat, tat. She couldn't quite mimic the rat-a-tat-tat noise her mother made, but she did her best. The little girl bounced on her wobbly legs. Tat, tat, she said again. Her hands slapped against my plush velvet upholstery. I could feel the stickiness from her chubby fingers. She had been eating something. Another slap and I could feel the mushy food being ground into the fibres of my being. That would never come out. I wasn't made to be easily laundered. (laughs) The mother sat down, lifting the little girl onto her lap. The little girl squirmed. I groaned. My purpose in life was to support this woman, but it wasn't always easy. It was a heavy burden being a chair. Some loads were lighter than others. A pile of towels, a storage box, endless stacks of books. But mostly, it was the woman. She'd sit hunched forward at her laptop, bony legs curled under her and digging into my pillowy soft seat. Sometimes, like today, the girl would be with her. The girl never wanted to sit still, so the woman would attempt to placate her with toys. A bumblebee with a jingling bell would plop to the floor next to me quickly followed by a plush toy strawberry. Then a rubber duck would be pitched overboard. Finally, with a sigh to end all sighs, the woman would get up, taking the girl with her. I squeaked in relief. A lucky break. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. It was quite fun. I'll let you read yourself and then we can discuss it. All right. Uh, So I chose the fireplace in my living room. Mm -hmm. So yes. Here we go. I used to be the heart of the home, set in brick, fire encased in my iron, heating the home. My owners relied on me once. They'd reach their hands close, feeling the warmth coming from me. They'd stack me full of wood and let the fire roar. They relied on me and I never let them down. Until the white heating box arrived and I fell into disuse. My iron went cold, the hinges on my door stiffened, and I spent my days listening to the hum of the heat in the winter and the breath of cool air in the summer, waiting for my turn, waiting to be allowed to prove that I still had worth. 
When the new tenants moved in, I thought my luck may have turned. They looked like the kind of people who might give me a chance again, let me live out my purpose. They even asked about me. They loved that the home had a fireplace. But the landlord told them no. (laughs) Three years on, my door is still closed. My hinges stiff with disuse. I can't remember the feeling of fire in my heart. Now, all I am is a graveyard for three birds, legs stiff and protruding from my aging ash, never to be opened again. (laughs) So that was mine. Little did the poor fireplace know that it's actually illegal. Yeah. (laughs) In fireplaces in Auckland now. (laughs) Poor thing. Anyways. So maybe we can go over what our uh, what our experience was. So Sarah, it wasn't too bad, uh, but I did struggle with it more than I thought I would. I'm not sure if it's the object that I chose, or if I had chosen something with like more functionality than a chair. I might have been able to be a bit more inventive with it. I sort of just chose the chair, thinking it would be fun, and then didn't really bother reconsidering when it was a bit trickier than expected. <laughs> But I also think that it's that I've just in general been struggling with writing lately is more likely the case. And so after a few false starts, I eventually managed okay. And actually reading over it now, I'm like, oh, I actually did a lot. This happens a lot for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll write it and I'll be like, oh, that was a terrible, terrible attempt. And then I'll read over it and I'll be like, actually, that was quite good. So, you know, reading over it now, kind of pleased with it but it was really fun to try and imagine what a chair might think of their job and I kind of thought the chair would be happier about it like you tend to think of chairs as cozy comfortable things but to my surprise the chair did not seem to enjoy its lot in life (laughs) there you go (laughs) next time you sit on your chair give it a little bit of sympathy (laughs) poor chair think about its feelings and the weight it has to bear, as you say in your piece. <laughs> yes. Um, I did have a lot of fun with, like, you know, just, like, random puns, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the burden of a chair. Um, <laughs> how about you, Ashley? How did it go? I found it quite enjoyable, but it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And I find, it sounds really weird, but I did find it hard to figure out the voice of the item. I initially started <laughs> with trying to write uh, from the perspective of my guitar, which is sitting unused in the living room, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite make it work. It was just very clunky. So then I actually changed because I started talking about how it was sitting in front of the fireplace. And I was like, if I think the guitar's in disuse, what about the fireplace? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then I switched to the fireplace, which came a lot easier after that. Uh huh. And that was a lot, definitely a lot. I found it quite fun. I didn't really know where the paragraph was going to go, and then I was <laughs> like, "Oh yes, he can be miserable that the heat pump took over his job. That works." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was, was fun. Made redundant. <laughs> yeah, basically made redundant by the heat pump. So. I guess that leaves us with one last question. Do we think it was helpful for creativity? So, Sarah? I do think it was helpful, actually, this one. Oh, yay. (laughs) Yes. Just to bring something fresh to my mind, especially because I've been struggling to get words on the page. And I have managed to do a bit of writing since. So I think 
maybe it did stir some creativity. Definitely a great prompt to getting past flocks, and I highly recommend it as a prompt. Um, I think I'm fairly practiced already at like stepping outside of my own mind, so I didn't have too many issues imagining life as a chair. <laughs> but I think it could be useful to develop like writing in different viewpoints, particularly if you are maybe trying to switch from writing third person to writing in first person, for example. And actually, like now that I think about it, you know, like you don't have to write in first person for the object because that was not specified in the prompt. Um, I just naturally went to first person, but... So did I. Yeah, I think, you know, like you could practice different perspectives and different like third person, first person perspectives as well as like... Second person as a chair. <laughs> That would be kind of interesting. <laughs> about you, Ashley, was it helpful for creativity? I think so. I I do think it was more helpful than some of the previous exercises that we have done, because I think we've had a few in a row where we've been like, mm, yes and no, with this modification, it might be better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I did, I actually had to do a bit of work to find the voice of the fireplace. And my failed attempt at finding the voice of the guitar. So I found that was quite helpful. And because it was fun, it did make me have to do a bit of writing, which mm -hmm. I've been struggling to do recently as well. And so that was very beneficial. And it was quite short, which is good too. Like it didn't take me a particularly long time to do it. Once I figured out what inanimate object I was going to choose, <laughs> it was a fairly quick exercise. So I think that's good, you know, something fast something that's a bit of fun and something that does, you know, kind of make you think a little bit. So yeah, I think it was pretty good for creativity. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, when you're mentioning the crib, like, it just makes my mind think like, oh, okay. Like, start looking around, like, <laughs> does everything have a voice? <laughs> yeah. My fireplace, I think, was a man as well. I just felt, felt that. I feel like that with my chair too, a little bit. I was just kind of imagining my fireplace as a miserable, like, 75-year-old man who just wants to, like, work, you know, do his job, but he's not allowed to anymore. He wasn't given a redundancy check. No. Unhappy. <laughs> Anyways, we should probably wrap this episode up. So if you'd like to be on one of our author spotlight sections, you can head on over to our website at lindersoncreations.com and you can hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll find a drop-down menu with a link to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it's our author spotlight interview series. Um, so we'll be chatting to another author about their writing journey. And if you'd like to know more about us or any of our writing projects, you can head on over to lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>